Welcome to Recommissioned, a Battlestar Galactica podcast by LSG Media. Each week, we sit down to watch an episode of Battlestar Galactica. Now, I've seen them all, but my good pal Matt has only seen up to the one we are covering. And on this week's episode, we bring you Season 4, Episode 14, Blood on the Scales. No. Not now. Not ever. Do you hear me? I will use every cannon, every bomb, every bullet, every weapon I have down to my own eye teeth to end you. I swear it! I'm coming for all of you! Well, it's time for us to discuss the new power couple, Zeta. <laughs> Zeta, getting things done and getting shot. Getting shots. <laughs> getting super shot. Oh, yes, boy. My favorite part about Damn. this episode is the end, where he's like, I hope eventually people realize who I am. Man, That's a big fat <laughs> negatory. You're a traitor. Got a bunch of people killed, didn't you? <laughs> You're going to be, oh. that's how you're going to go down in history, pal. Oh, Mr. Gata. Oh, poor fucking Gata. So, I uh, mean, yeah. yeah. Goodbye. Good riddance. <laughs> I'll be there say goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> All right. No, but um, um, I'm thinking we have to run this one pretty um, chronologically, maybe. I agree. I yeah. think we just plow right through because, I mean, it is another fucking action episode, man. Yep. With only only at the end does it really start to slow down and give us a second to go, yeah, this guy's definitely done. Yeah. Data is gone. It's Holy dead, shit. You said dead, man. Yeah, you're dead, dead though, aren't you? Ugh, I had the distinct Ugh. feeling in my guts last episode that was like, oh, man. I don't think Gata's long for this world. Probably I, not Zarek either. I forgot they got executed like together. I couldn't remember yeah. Zarek's fate. Isn't that crazy? That shows you how yeah. unversed I am at season four because I've only seen it once. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you, you know, uh, T Dog on the va- on Facebook, he was like, he said, "Hey Dean, has it, do you feel like this season is better than you remember?" Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's way yeah. better than I remember, dude. It's way better than I remember. And, see, and, and I might thing, like I, it more than I used to. I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's crazy for me coming at it the first time. Like, I've, I know I've mentioned it before that. This is the season that I heard, you know, even among some of our listeners being like, oh, yeah, it's really good up until some of the season four, latter half of season four stuff, really starts yeah, yeah. to kind of drag. And, you know, it's not, you know, as good as the rest of the show. And I'm still going, fuck, it still feels pretty damn good. Like, there, you know, there's a few small things here and there, but I don't think any worse than season three or two. Amen. Uh, it feels pretty solid. Yes. And uh, unpredictable. Yes. In a good way. Yes. It's good, man. So why don't we dive into this mother? Last we left off, there was a coup in place, a military. There was a bit of a, uh, last time we came to the program, there was a military coup in place. <laughs> last time, yeah, when we left the show last time, it was two grumpy old men facing down the military. Yes. Rifles on their sides. Yes. And they are alive. Yes. That, Look, they're I like, pretty beat I, to fuck. I like how their last hand just went as well as you would expect it would be given the circumstances. <laughs> Right, you right. Know, obviously, they can surprise you. They're not spring chickens. They have what what it takes to get shit done. But it's almost like, okay, we're on this side of the wall, you're on that side of the wall, and you have a bunch of young men with flashbangs. <laughs> so you're probably gonna you're probably gonna get us. And uh, as much as I do think that ending was glorious, and I, I nothing but love for Adama and Ty, it was kind of a funny smash cut to see them standing there defiantly and then the grenade goes in and then we just cut to them just like two old dudes on the floor like oh, fuck oh yeah we couldn't fight an entire war holy shit if you thought my age related hearing loss was a factor now that a flashbang has gone off in the same room as me I'm really fucked kind of fucky yeah well we also have the hostile raptor being chased down Rosalind's on board and this guy Nacho man he is ready to fucking kill a president isn't he this guy is well, no, like it- Oswald <laughs> yeah, Narcho. Yeah, yeah, he's just ready. I don't care. Fuck him. This guy's like, look, you're going to drive down my fucking street with your top down, huh? You fucking democratic fucking scum. I'm going to shoot you your scumbag. fucking head off with my Italian, my Italiano bolt action rifle. That's basically <laughs> Narcho, I guess is what I'm saying. He's, Pretty much. he's got such a murder boner to kill him. So ready. 
And then Rosling uh, gets on the mic and she's like, not today. We only thing we have to fear. But um, so <laughs> is not Cylons anymore. I don't know why anybody thinks anybody from Massachusetts talks like this. That was just a thing he did. Um, <laughs> more like they talk like they talk in The Departed. But um, Yeah, true. I guess if you throw in that sort of like coastal elite part, like <laughs> up in Maine, yeah. But anyway. Yeah, um, this is the Richie Rich Mass. But anyways, yeah. Yeah. So um, I don't know, man. Hot dogs, like, I don't want to. They're telling him destroy the target or disengage. Meanwhile, Rosin's like, let me see if I can talk some sense in these fucking idiots. Because at the end of the day, Rosin's only currency is her personality. Right. Which right. is a very good currency to have a lot of times because it can get you out of jams when when your skill set is no longer viable. Like, think about it. That's entertainment, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm essentially <laughs> making a case for myself, I think. I don't really have any formidable, <laughs> formidable skills. I just entertain you fucking, you goddamn provincial slobs. <laughs> he just tap dances and tap dances right over the chicken bones. <laughs> da, Everybody's da, throwing da, at him. Da, 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 da. Keep it up, just, monkey. Yeah, just kicking in my feetsies and my tap shoes. <laughs> Hoping you can fill my fucking hat. <laughs> so you can eat one more <laughs> night. <laughs> I'm a starving artist. As I pour more Bengal spice tea into my glass. <laughs> Out in 40 acres. And sit in front of three monitors and two computers. I'm an asshole. I really feel like you're in this with me, you know? Yeah. You guys, listen, I know. I get it. It's tough out there. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Anyway. But dude, I do, I love this this moment of them coming aboard the the base star after, you know, <clears throat> it, it kind of reminds, it was a little bit of like Last Jedi of Kylo getting the, getting the ooh, I got, I got the wet toes about shooting down my mom. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. the other TIE fighters just fly right in and do it for him. Yeah. Uh, but they launch a missile, which hits the fucking extremely damaged already base star uh, and they come aboard a total Oopsie. fuck up by the way total fuck up god damn um but then they come aboard and have to give the news to the i just i love that these desperate cylons are finally like okay okay we're in a tenuous relationship with you know our former enemy running from our what used to be our friends and allies who are also hunting us now everybody is not a fan of us or outright wants us dead but Okay, we're here safe inside the fleet. Things are going to be okay. And then they get rocked with a missile, and then Baltar and the president are on board saying, yeah, there's been a coup, and they want to kill all of you guys. Sorry if you were having a good Wednesday. <laughs> so uh, what are you guys doing this weekend? <laughs> you guys want to go anywhere? You want to, you want to jump away? <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, Narcho. Oh, rough. And it's funny how Gate has such a boner to like, make Hot Dog shoot Rosalind down, you know? <clears throat> I don't know. Mm-hmm. But well, this, I mean, this is what I enjoyed about this episode too, is kind of that's, that runs throughout the entire episode. It's Gaeta giving orders and trying to like see them through and back them up to kind of, you know, he kind of, if you think about it from his point of view, it's like, all right, well, technically right now in this moment, you are the one in charge because the other people have, have been deposed and you better, Hey, if you're going to give orders, people got to follow through or else this whole thing comes apart. And also at the same time, he's hesitant about his own orders and not even fully sure how far he wants it to go, which is kind of his undoing. Yep. And uh, I can't think like Gata because I can't think like a dirty rat traitor. <laughs> I want to do the Jack Nicholson fucking rats. rats. Don't laugh. This ain't reality TV. But um, <laughs> no, it's, um, you know, you stole what was going to be this big soliloquy i was going to do at the end of the episode uh but i might as well just talk about it now and that's 100 percent what you just said his hesitation is his undoing which means he lacks conviction which makes his actions in my opinion even more egregious because mm, you weren't sure because he knows he's wrong yeah yeah and and that's what makes zarek in a, the most fucked up way more pure yeah, even though zarek's a scumbag yeah. as well like, i they're both I, scumbags. Said that. like i don't want to be right. i want to be honest they're both scum as far as I'm concerned, I mean, you, you, whatever, like, you, first of all, they have so much, I would love to cross-examine them because it's one of those episodes where the people who have their gripes with the establishment and the status quo cite all these reasons, which are just so easily refutable that it's laughable. And I don't mean that from a bad writing standpoint, because I think that's realistic because a lot of this is very emotional. Mm. You know, we've yeah. seen Gate as like emotional spiral since he lost his leg. Right. Right. You know, I mean, and out. even before then, like even on New Caprica, he never quite reconciled what he did there, which makes sense, which also is hilarious. 
you know, like, <laughs> what, what do you mean? Just his past, just of just what he's done, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I was, I, this episode, man, it had me going back and just, I, I didn't have time to go back and like watch a bunch of old episodes, course, but I was course. doing, for one, just a lot of reading about like just the, man, how much has Gaeta been through and on the, the sides that he's taken and, and, you know, who he's helped, who he's been against. And he really kind of does always find himself in this like right hand position a lot of the time, especially, you know, when I, I think about everything he did with Baltar and cozying up to what he thinks is the right thing and it blowing up in his face or at least not being what he expected. And I do kind of like that he goes out stepping all the way up into I'm going to be the one in charge because that's where he's, he's always been just enough to the side to see the inner workings, but also disagreeing with and critiquing them. And then now, I almost, there were a couple times where I wanted Adama to say to him when he's like giving orders over the radio of like, not so easy, is it? You know, like Uh he now has the burden of the the leadership, which he's never really had. He's always been right next to it. He's in the room. He's hearing everything. He's definitely a part of it and involved, but not making those hard calls himself. I like that you're saying that because it almost goes back to what we were just saying, which was like his lack of conviction shows that he had doubt in his own his, he had doubt. He his conviction wavered because he had doubt in his own ideology. He, he knew he re, he knew he had done. I think he's very aware that he did something wrong, which makes it more egregious. Which also makes him falter when Zarek at one point later in the episode is almost taking over. Like it's it's almost like Gata just doesn't have the stuff to be in that position, and he never should have in the first place. You're just clever enough to trick the 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 the, the crew that has trusted you for this long to, to start exercising the cue, but you don't have what it takes to follow through to the end, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas I think Zara probably would have if he had more of the loyalty of the, the turncoats, which Zarek did not. Like, when, when at the end, when Gaeta sort of just surrenders, Zarek is like, well, fuck, because Zarek can't, if he says anything, they're not going to listen. It, they, <laughs> right, you yeah, know. they're just going to shoot him. <laughs> but, but it's interesting because Garrick is like, Garrick, Zarek is like, I want to push and continue. Zarek wanted to see it through the end. He blew up a fucking building. He did 20 years. Like, he's yeah. not going to not, he's not going to quit in the end. And no. I, in there is a part of me that respects that part of him, not the murderous savagery that is in his nature, uh, that he cloaks in these weird higher moralities. Um, but, but just the fact that he's willing to see it through, whereas Gaeta's real conviction we start to see it was just made on a very shallow bed of emotion because it starts to, he, he starts to, like you said, he's questioning it and, 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 and you can hear Adama's voice. It's not so easy, is it? And everything else. And, and that's why I don't think Gaeta was ever fit to run a ship like this, especially in this circum. Like, if I told you Gato was going to be like, there's this this great quote coming up. Since we're going to try to stay sequential here, <clears throat> and it's just so awesome because it, it, it'd be something that if I could read to you halfway through the second season and then erase your memory, I would just love to see your reaction. And it's this: Baltar says, "Adama is a fugitive. Gata has an army, and Zarek has control of Colonial One." <laughs> I mean, just think of that sentence for a minute. It's yeah. such a compelling sentence. And it's such an achievement of a show to be able to write that sentence with any seriousness after what we've seen. Yeah. After how far these people have come. I I truly never thought I was going to see Gaeta go this far. The middle one direction. is the most troubling. Adam is a fugitive. Okay, sure. Zarek has control of Colonial One. I could see that. Gaeta has an army. What? I would have said, yeah. how? Who's going to follow him? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, if, right. It's funny to think about it because- it, it it's it puts him in a it just it, it never felt here's a problem with with the with with Gaeta's position it never quite feels right coming from him and it feels very right coming from Zarek right right does that make sense that's the thing like as much as I this whole you know arc is shocking for me when it comes to Gaeta and I'm still like wow I it's can't good believe this went oh it's, it's good but I'm like yeah. I'm shocked and like wow I, I can't believe you know that this is how Gaeta came to his end like this is this is where he went with Zarek, I'm like, yeah, this makes sense. Totally, <laughs> like this, right? this, this is a kind of, I'm like, I almost thought it was inevitable that it was going to be something like this with Zarek. For sure. Um, definitely saw that. <laughs> I, would say, I wouldn't say I saw it coming, but I'm like, Zarek is going to end on the outs. Um, and I mean, and this is definitely the episode where he steps over the line into like full villainy. He's always um, been dancing along the edge, hasn't he? dancing along the edge in a, in a great way, in a way that I found so entertaining and smart. He's, he's great. 
He's a, I, I like Richard Hatch, RIP. And oh, um, I know. Yeah. And, he, and he's, he's fucking awesome. Yeah. What a, what a, this is the character. What, one of the things uh, I've said on this podcast before, and I'm only going to be able to say it a few more times before it's gone. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Zarek has, is, is interesting to me in a similar way that Gaius is interesting to me. And it's this, <clears throat> it's, he's never part of the fleet and he's never part of the Cylons. True. Right. Yeah. That's what makes them interesting characters because the character that the show may suffer from, and, and I say suffer, take that with a grain of salt. I say right. suffer meaning you're either a colonial or a Cylon, and there's not a lot of room for like middle of the road shit, which is why I think Baltar was such a compelling character for so much of the show. Because mm-hmm. you can kind of weave in between all of them. That's right. And you get a different perspective. And the civilian perspective, we're not really interested in. This is a show about heroic individuals or, or, or super interesting people. I wouldn't call Baltar heroic, you know, but, um, and that's, and then Zarek is very interesting and, and you're like, Ooh, he's kind of sleazy. It's interesting to watch him in this, in this situation. But despite Gata's gripes and, and despite, you know, Gata's had good points and he's done cool things. And he was always a character I liked for a while. Um, until he started going off the deep end in season four. But, um, but yeah, you would never have expected us to be talking about him being there. And we also would never have expected us to get back to the timeline to say, uh, the Cylons are deciding whether they want to get involved with the warring monkeys. Like, what, <laughs> right. Should we get the fuck out of here? What is going on? And dude, I love their decision. It's such a simple one, but I think it's really cool. Their decision to just move deeper into the fleet. Totally. So that they can't be attacked. Yep. Because and by the way, just- at the behest of Roslyn, how strong mm-hmm. is Rosalind's personality this week? She's great this week. I yes, I was just about to say, man. I think Rosalind is incredible. She crushed it, dude. Mary McDonald, crushed she's a, she's amazing. Episode. She's amazing. So good. Her Killer. basically, it go, it goes from pleading to dim right ordering the Cylons <laughs> to like do something. And I'll right. tell you what, man. It is I, I. It's interesting to see a human in this position with this much influence over a large group of Cylons who run their own vessel, like. This is not Gata. Like, think about this. The only way we've ever seen this before is Gata trying to stay alive on a Cylon ship by manipulating them. Rosalind's damn near using supernatural presence on them, like a fucking vampire, like attempting (laughs) to get them to pay attention and listen to her and heed what she's trying to say. And it's a really interesting and brand new dynamic this far into the show. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, no. I mean, just her forcefulness of of basically saying, give Adama time. Yes. That, you know, he, and kind of, I like that she uses Adama in this moment to kind of say, he's the person who gave you all a chance. It's your turn. Yeah. Like, give him just uh, some time to to reconcile all of this. Uh, because they think, like, you know, she's basically coming in just saying, it's not done. It's not over with. Like, right. you received this news, but this is still, like, it's all in flux. Like, this is not, like, I'm ah, taking over everything. And, yeah, and, like, she brings that to the forefront. Like, it is not done and over. Adama is alive, and Adama is a massively respected person totally. within this fleet, if not the most. So give us some time. And and it's a great move because they they accept it. I'm like, well, yeah, he he helped us we can afford some time if we can at least move the ship inside of some cover. And then you have Adama getting brought to the CIC. Gata calling Gata a rat. I love it. Um, Gata <laughs> says that Adama doesn't care about the people on the ship, call, which is hilarious, by the way. Calls him Admiral, <laughs> and Adama tosses his wings on the console, which is amazing. <laughs> Refuses to call Rosalind. Gata just really misplays this one. You know, it's like, what what were you thinking was going to... How did you think this was going to go down here? This, this show is the the impairment of his judgment and the lack of conviction. Right. Like when you're battling yourself, it's really hard to execute a coup. And I think that's <laughs> right. why Zarek is so good at it because Zarek has, I don't really know what Zarek thinks. I don't, I don't have that confirmation bias, but I imagine this is a lot easier for him in his mind, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, you can tell, I mean, Zarek is itchy throughout the entire episode to just get it over with. with right. Adama. Meaning, you can meaning tell, I mean, slaughter all, he wants, he's essentially being like, let's, fucking chop all their fucking heads off let's yeah go full soviet revolution here you know (laughs) right and i mean it's like however you know take take your own judgment out of that in one just practical sense he's right like if this is what you're doing you're going to to destroy the government that was here and you are going to install yourselves and you're going to quash out anybody who could hurt you 
this is what you do. You kill them all. Right. Like that's done. Like that's that is the move. That is the right thing to do to consolidate that power. Just know you're going to die soon. horrifically. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like, but you're if you want to win this enemies. part, if you want to win this part, here's how you win it. But just know you're dead. Like you go make enemies. You you yeah. You can't you can't instill this way in this type of confine. This isn't like you know you're you're fucked. Is what I'm saying. Yeah yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean like that's exactly it though. Is that this entire episode, you can tell Zarek is itchy to like, hey, we need to just execute and yes. move on. Like, that's what we have to do. And we got to do it quickly because any time that we're, you know, letting them live, letting them conspire is is time that they're building against us. Mm-hmm. And you you can just see it on, on uh, Gata's face that he's like, no, he keeps wanting to have this face-to-face confrontation with Adama. Right, because, and, because he wants to yell at dad. Basically, but what's sad is it's not even that innocent. That's where that's where the episode I think is truly brilliant because Tom has his own, you know, let's just say (laughs) je ne sais quoi about the way he wants to go about this. (laughs) He's got his own flair, and Gata's like, no, no, but you just told the guy to shoot down the president, like, so calm down. But that's why I think the episode's so interesting. It just it just shows you how conflicted Gata is. Like he's like, oh well, I, I just ordered them to shoot her down while they failed. Well, <laughs> um, I'm going to be the one to order an execution team. I'm going to be the one to order an execution of Adama. Like, but but at the same time, he's also wishy-washy along the path. Right, right. And the, the thing that I still can't quite put my you know thumb on is what Gata. What do you want from Adama right now? Like, what do you want to hear him say? Like, you can tell he is waiting for certain words to come out of Adama's mouth, and I'm st- I'm not totally sure what he wants to hear. That I can't figure out exactly. I don't think he wants to hear anything. I think he just wants to scream at him and express himself. Right. You know what I mean? And it all just comes down to this Cylon hatred. Yeah, which is totally, like, he's not, it, it, he's just not thinking it through. You know what I mean? Like, it, and we'll talk about that as, as we get to the end of this here. But, you know, um, they pull, uh, yeah, I think it's coming up here. But when they pull Lampkin, that was a nice surprise. Ah, I love it. Love And he's like, uh, what? And they're like, oh yeah, this is punishable by death, firing squad, yada, yada, Adama. And Adama's like, they need a pimp. (laughs) (laughs) They need a pimp. And apparently, go ahead. Dude, Lampkin calling him out and being like, all right, well, where's the judges? And he's like, I'll be serving as the judge. Oh, we ran out of ship captains, huh? Like already just scoffing at the the procedure of all this. It's kangaroo court, right? This is ridiculous. Fucking (laughs) Judge Tom Zarek, that's a hilarious notion. (laughs) over Adama's trial. Yeah, I'm going to be judge. Okay, sure. This is The guy who wants you dead more than anyone in the fleet. Yeah, justice is pretty relative where violent military coups are concerned. This (laughs) this goes back to just bad thinking from Gaeta, right? Like, do you even understand what you're saying and what's happening right now, you know? And it's just, just, like, does Gaeta really believe the rhetoric? Like, that's the part that, you know, I just can't wait for him to be all shot to hell and dying at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God! Um, now one one little bugaboo I gotta have I gotta say with the show that I that the only thing about this that does annoy me is how much uh, Gata's motivation is reliant upon you as the viewer having watched that Face of the Enemy webisode thing. I I still haven't watched it, but I read the summary of what happens, right? And I was like, oh. Okay, that is that. Hey, that does make a lot of sense. It definitely helps me understand Gata's very personal hatred of the Cylons. And I, you know, yeah, because he was I, fucking one and it led to a bunch of people dying. Right, right. And I'm like, okay, that's, you know, I'm like, either write that into the show somehow or, or like, cause I mean, some of the other, like the, the side stuff that we've watched. It would have been so it, easy to show one of those models a- exiting his bedroom. And yeah. A handful of times, yeah. if even that many. Um, but I'm like, if, if something's that crucial, because most of the time I don't mind a little side story thing that adds into the main story, but it's not totally essential, but it, you know, gives you a little bit of a fuller view. But this, I'm like, it really, you don't understand Gata's motivation. You only understand half of it, really, unless you watch that. Um, I can understand his, his annoyance, but not a violent and bloody exactly. and murderous military coup. You know, like that's what I I'm understand. Like, going is, like, wow, this thing's kind of coming apart at the seams. But I've trusted these people before; they've gotten me through before. And oh, right. by the way, if this is the final four, I'm just going to go into my my impassioned cross examination of this man. If if you if you hate the Cylons so much. 
and you don't trust him and you're giving them access, like it, you, he doesn't really have like this hand on. Sorry. I just whoops heard that one coming out of my, my mouth and it made me <laughs> smile. Doesn't really have a leg to stand. He has a leg to stand on, but not two legs. <laughs> Only but, got um, one ding. Yeah. I, I needed to keep going to, you know, to sort of um, <laughs> treat my audience like they're idiots. But um, <laughs> no, it's, uh, is if this is just purely motivated by malice, then you have to know that you're wrong, number two. It's going to be hard to win on this. But the fact that he tries to do the good old political thing, which is never let a good tragedy go unused type of thing, right? Like, if you're so upset that you've been slighted by a Cylon model, and that's the motivation for this whole thing, that's one thing. Right. But then it's like, how are you going to justify it? If these four, if you're so worried about these four Cylons and Ty, you kept him as the XO on a ship, he says at one point. Dude, he's been mm. with you guys forever. He's killed more Cylons than you did. It's true. He, he, he helped, you know, and yes, you were, Gata did good work getting them out of New Caprica. But oh, hell yeah. he doesn't Absolutely. do it alone. And, and, you know, it's like, does he forget that these people that are presumed Cylons are, they've been there the whole time. And what about Athena? Like what, she's been there the whole time serving. What, why suddenly is it a problem for them to have access? And that to me is kind of the problem with this whole face of the enemy thing. I'm like, it, that information is too crucial for something so big, like such a major shift in the entire show. Yeah. You know, the death of Gata, the death of Zarek, this whole mutiny that got so many people killed. That's such a major development in the show, and one of the the biggest character motivations behind it all. Gaeta's hatred of the Cylons is extra assignment. You had to go. You had to go to the fucking lab after class to get that one. And I'm mm -hmm. like, no, you gotta you gotta work that into the show. That's too big. That is too big of a thing. Um, right. And is I, it, I is it know. so impossible to be like, okay, Cylons are coming aboard, kind of like you know they already have been on board, kind of like we've been serving with them for a long time. And they're going to help us with some technology, and we're going to be right there. Like, what, what, what do you think is going to happen? They have a base star. They could attack. There's so many opportunities for them to just sabotage an attack. Why? What's the like? You know, there's. I don't see the strategy that I don't see the like. Yes, I see some concern and some concern about unilateral decision making and all of this bullshit. But I don't see why it's going to make me have any sympathy for them whatsoever. And I think. Maybe that is a strike against the whole storyline, but I do still really like it. And I do mm. think it's okay to have a bad guy. Like, I, I don't think I really yeah. need to, I don't think I really need to sympathize with Gata. I think it's visceral and happy and fun for me to pump my fist at his demise. You know, I don't <laughs> well, think see, that's for a bad me, thing. You know, it's funny. I actually, I feel like I have more, a little more sympathy for Gata than, than you do at this point. Because I think so. And for one, like one thing I'll say, even though I'm like I'm sitting here bitching about like ah we didn't have enough of a you know context around Gata's own personal hatred for the Cylons that would motivate him and take him so far that he would actually try to overthrow the government, kill Adama, kill Rosalind, do all this crazy shit. But one of the things I actually will give it credit for that in a sense that like maybe it didn't need so much you know ex explanation that we can just kind of go with the emotional like torrent of it. it what I like about that is. Keeping in mind that Earth has just been found to be, uh, you know, a wasteland that we can't live there anymore, and you know, we saw everybody just in total squalor totally. after that. People were just, you know, <laughs> offing themselves. It's total despair has just like taken over the entire fleet. That's what you got to remember. I feel like is the conditions that made this shit possible, that made it possible not just for Gata, but for anybody to go. Hey, this is all the Cylons' fault, and everybody go, yeah, let's point our fucking rage towards them again. Um, I think that to me is a, is an interesting, you know, it's not really spoken out loud in the show, but we've seen so many people starting to have this like anti Cylon sentiment happening again and just this anger and rage over it all because, hey, they only ever had to look for an earth because all of the colonies were destroyed by Cylons. And I think that fact got put back into the forefront of everybody's mind and, you know, Gata's own personal anger fuels him but i think everybody else who feels any, anything similar about just this is all the silence fault this is all the silence fault it, it that that truly is what's leading this not so much gata but that emotion amongst the human fleet of this is all still to blame on the silence and i think that's the only reason this coup really comes about it's and that to me i think is one of the most interesting like subtle aspects of this whole storyline is that the coup is more so acting on the conditions of the time. It's a great point, to be perfectly yeah. frank. Um, I, I, I think you said it best when you said it brings the old 
hatred of the destruction of the colonies back to the forefront. I think that's a very great observation, to be frank. Um, and I, you know, I didn't think about it that way before, and I totally agree with you in terms of the believability of something like this occurring. Um, but it doesn't make me any more sympathetic to a man who's going to be part of this two-headed lion which murders a bunch of people. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I agree. In other yeah. words, I, I, I agree, and I think it does lend credence to it being like well-written and that subtlety. It shouldn't even have to be that subtle for it to be obvious to people. I just wasn't thinking about it, and I think it's definitely a, a really great point. Conversely, yeah. it doesn't make me feel sympathy for him. Like once right. you start killing people, my sympathy goes away immediately. You know, right? And I'm not saying like, yeah, things. like, and I'm not saying it's not like when you hear gunfire echoing throughout the ship, people being killed, people being ordered executed, ordering the shooting down of the president's plane, um, and, and a bunch of other bit shit he does. But like that, you know, I could sympathize in going, wow, this is a crazy thing. How does a man start to think this way? And let's look at that. But at the same time, I'm also like remove the threat that is imminent, that is actually literally happening as we speak. Like that's, right. that's kind of where my sympathy goes out the window. I'm not going to be like, oh, poor Gator. I'm going to shoot him without hesitation, hopefully. <laughs> and then, no, yeah. and then go, how do we uh, stop this from happening in the fucking future? You know what I mean? <laughs> but it's definitely my, well my, written. Oh yeah. And I think my overall, yeah, no, no, I'm going to save it. I'm going to save my, my soliloquy for Felix for the end. Okay. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, one thing I want to fucking talk about is, I, the kind of like mysterious element this episode that I loved that it really only makes sense toward the end is what the fuck Tyrrell's up to him just fucking dancing through the ship, yep. going through the vents. And he's I was like, <laughs> yeah, but I was like, he's definitely gonna be hunted because he's a Cylon and they know it. Yeah. But I'm like, where are you trying to get to? Where are you going? Because I, I knew he was probably Weapons trying to lock them somehow. Yeah. I love how at first it was like getting gun. <laughs> good yeah. old, good yeah. old Galen. Um, but dude, I thought that was that was excellent. Him just fucking lurking and crawling through those tunnels. So, so cool. Um, Zarek murders the quorum. Ooh, yeah. And now I'm giving now, them one now, final pitch. Now, Gator, guess what? Now those are on your hand. Yep, yep. And hey, Zarek definitely points that out to him real quick. By the way, oh <laughs> hey, yeah, you, this is your coup, bud. You started it. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's upset with Zarek, and I say, too late now, peg leg, because. Um, <laughs> Yeah, like, again, but he, again, he still thinks he has the truth on his side or in the moral high ground, but obviously, so at this point, what do you do? You're you're in it now. Do you surrender, Gaeta? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's tough to say, yeah. but anyway, Zach reminds Gaeta that Adamasil has to go and that the truth will be written by the winner, basically. We've heard that before. Oh, yeah. Um, Tori sucks since being a Cylon, huh? Wait, what? <laughs> Tori kind of sucks since becoming a Cylon. She's just, she, she's, we've talked about this before, man. She's full Cylon. She's like, yeah, fuck the humans. Let's just jump. Yeah. Screw it. She's more interesting when she was banging up Baltar. But um, <laughs> uh, Rosalind doesn't accept it. Talks about the 50,000 crises they survived. It's a very inspirational moment. Who do you want to be? She asks them all. Which I think is a very deep question. Uh, but very, it's simple on the surface in the moment because you need it to be. But it's also deep. And I wonder, I like to, I like to imagine the Cylons were really contemplating that question. Because yeah. what are well, you? It is cool. What are you going to be? Because you've broken yourself off yeah. from, from the purpose of your own people. Mm-hmm. Like with the humans, it's different because they're all that's left. Like Correct. The humans that are alive, they, there's no real ideology to them other than like, yeah, we're just going to try and find a place to survive and keep ourselves alive. That's it. Hell yeah. Um, and with the Cylons, they had this like life purpose mission driven into them and that all of them are pursuing the destruction of humanity and, and the, the, the finding of Earth. Uh, along with something about the final five. Boy, this show better address that now. I'll admit that. I'm like, boy, we really better find out what this final five shit is about. The clock is ticking. Um, but all that aside, like, I think it's very interesting that this is the sole group of Cylons that have broken themselves off from like their entire life's purpose and identity and away from their own people. And this is, yeah, I think it's like Roslyn kind of giving them this moment to be like, yes. well, what are you going to do? You get to choose now. You're not a part of some grand purpose. You are now choosing your fate. Not even, and yes, do, but be. She's actually, she's asking a very existential question, which is awesome. Because like you said, they've broken off. What are you going to do? Of course, yes. But this is going to determine what you literally are and become. You know, yeah. this is a, this is like this opportunity, <laughs> this, this, moment in, in in possibly your evolution this big decision you're gonna make it's pretty cool yeah but yeah. uh kelly ends up running into tyrell and i like the scene a lot 
Dude, I like this scene so much. Oh, it's so good. And it's, it's so fucking real to me. Hell yeah. Yeah, because I mean, we're I like, like, wow, Kelly's falling for this shit. Even though he's been kind of dotted around the series, but but uh, mm-hmm. I just like that. This was one hell of a ship once, he says. <laughs> <laughs> that moment of, I just shoot me. I'm too fracking tired to get yeah. up. He's like, you're a machine. Well, does that make you a dumbass? <laughs> and they just have a fucking laugh. That that and, fucking line out of Kelly where he's like, I heard your kid is not a Cylon, dot, dot, dot. I could have told you she was trouble, referring to Kelly. That was hilarious. <laughs> such a good line. It's such a good line. And dude, what, what also makes that line great is that it's kind of this acknowledgement that, yeah, even though you're a Cylon, like you still have the same like troubles that we all do. Like, yeah, I could have told you your wife was... <laughs> probably up to no good and they're laughing Anyways. about it and he's like yeah she froze to death though out in space so it's fine <laughs> I, I abandoned my boy i abandoned my boy <laughs> i've abandoned my boy the last awesome <laughs> moment by tori was that bitch slapping that lady out of the ship <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no this i i feel like this whole scene is kind of it kind of serves as like a microcosm of the whole I, I ship can, like, yep totally of like all of where all of the soldiers are at like you for one you all know each other. Like these aren't like, it's not like you landed on some, you know, uh, planet somewhere and now you're fighting enemy forces hold up in their compound. No, this is among your, this is your home, your hall, your apartment is down the hall. And so is his, and you guys all know each other and it's going to be impossible to just mercilessly blast each other in the face. Like you're, you gotta be kidding yourself. And it's a great moment of, of him just acknowledging that of like, I, know you we know each other and we know we make each other laugh like we've worked and served together what the fuck are we doing yeah totally ah it's great i mean just the hesitancy of yeah i i feel like this scene is is almost here for one just to kind of i mean have this moment between kelly and show him him kind of losing his resolve in all of this but also to kind of remind us that he's not the only one faltering in this way which is going to be important once uh once adam is rounding up some boys again yes sir um, Romo and Adama talk deal to which Adama's like, listen, <laughs> there's no fucking chance. Number one. And he kind of is not, up, he's kind of upset with Romo regarding this because he's just saying, you know, I'm not gonna, who do you, you know, no, I'm not doing this. Like, I'm not gonna sell my principles for a deal. Right. Right. I mean, now one thing I'm actually slightly confused about, he's asking about him getting a statement here. Do you think that this is Romo trying to get Adama to make some sort of conciliatory statement, some sort of admission? To Rosalind, yeah. To guilt, or, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, wait, no, no, that's what it's about? It's about to Rosalind. I, I thought he was some kind of, some sort of, oh, yeah, 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 no, because this is the trial. Yeah, yeah, this is the yeah. trial. Because I thought it was, I thought it was, I took it more as, I mean, they're kind of a little, like, subtle about it, but... I thought it was more essentially him admitting some form of guilt or or you know, some kind of concession he's making, and then maybe they'll not kill him. They'll just throw him in the brig. But, but I, I mean, think they Adama's, want him to do it because they want to use it against Rosalind. Right. Yeah. And and I think it's mostly Adama refusing, for one, refusing to just aid them in, in you know, tricking or, you know, getting it over Rosalind, but also in that I'm not going to give even a statement because I'm not going to acknowledge, like, the legitimacy Correct. of your trial or right. like, any Correct. of it. Like, I'm just not, it's all a joke and I'm not going to involve myself in it, basically. Right. I, yes, totally. And that's what's so awesome about Adama. But I like Romo's play. He's like, stall him, give you people a chance to mobilize. Oh, dude, Romo's so good here because he, he says that and then immediately the, the soldiers kind of see them whispering mm-hmm. and come closer. And he's like, uh, we've been actually ready for some time. <laughs> we're, we're, we're ready. We're done. Totally. Meanwhile, oh, you got so fucking Lee and Starbuck doing work. Doing fucking work. Awesome. Going through the halls, Call of Duty style, guns akimbo. Dude, he's just cruising out. Like, he's murdering guys in his Oxford button down. <laughs> it's like, so <laughs> the, that's hilarious to me. Oh, he's fucking Mr. Uh, Mr. So, and Mrs. Smith. Yeah. So who is Lee, man? Is he Clark Kent or is he Superman? Is, you know, <laughs> is he, is he Batman or Superman? Does he put on the costume to not be Superman or does he put on the costume to be Batman? Do you catch what I'm saying? Like, I wonder. Mm. I mean, I think is, he's is he a lawyer or is he a soldier? Like, I think he's always going to be a soldier at heart. Yeah, I think so too. There's no taking it out of him. Despite his flirtation with his family history. As much, I mean, and also, I do think it's funny. I mean, it's not a knock against the show, but it is funny to talk about, you know, Kelly being a part of, you know, the the mutineers and taking over this, but also like having this regret and this doubt over things and hesitating on at hurting Tyrrell. And then we see Lee just murking fucking soldiers. Fuck them. Throw a grenade down the hall, blast them on and give a shit. Where's my dad? That's it, man. 
Enemy, you've all become enemy combatants, you idiots. <laughs> but um, they get themselves a fighting force, and it's at this point where the hourglass of Gaeta's life becomes sharply into focus. <laughs> oh, boy. Once everyone gets sprung, those amazing shots of those guys walking through the hallways and shit, that whole crew. But uh, oh, yeah, what yeah. about Anders? Dude, what is up with this? Mm. I, I was like, he can't die. He's one of the final five, right? What the know. fuck, show? Oh, but he is, boy, is he not looking good He here. got fucked up, man. Great, God, great chaotic up. moment. Great moment of the show. This is just well-executed TV here. Oh, yeah. just the confusion, Starbucks. the chaos, the yelling. Starbucks screaming at Lee and the rest of them to go, go find mm-hmm. your father. Just go. Ah, uh, it's a good, man, as, as sad as it is, I did also find it really touching that it's like in this moment when he's that hurt that bad, she will stick to him. Yes. Like she's fucking married to him. Like she does love this guy. Yeah. Even though he's a Cylon, even though she's God knows what, huh. she sticks with him, man. Starbuck. Gotta love her. She's great. Um, Gata Dude, starts what are you- pinning shit on Adama like New Caprica and how he abandoned them. He's like, I saved your ass, which is true. Saved your Freaking ass. Um, and that's when Zarek tries to shake shake Adama down by saying Ty died and blah blah blah. What do you think of that move though? By uh Zarek? By Zarek. Um, I think if he says anything other than that, well, he he had three things he could have said. He could have said a lie and unrelated to Ty. That's probably True. his best option. His other option is say Ty is alive, which now if that's the case. You're giving an, uh, you're giving Adama number one hope to which would mm-hmm. which will in which will just increase his resolve and the possibility he could communicate that to somebody else if given the opportunity. Yep. You say he's yep. dead and now you're never gonna get anything out of him. And if you think you're gonna erode his resolve, I think you're grossly miscalculating the man. That's True. why I think your True. best bet is to just say it was unrelated. Yeah, you know, to be honest, I think I think you're actually right there. Part I mean, high science twenty twenty. It's easy for me to say, but. I mean, I've known Adama for the whole show, and I wouldn't tell him either of those things. <laughs> <laughs> there's a part of me if he was that my really, enemy, you know. Yeah, but there's a part of me that really wondered if if Zarek said that partly to to try to rattle Adama, and also partly to see what the hell Gata would do, like his face. Like, there's a part of me that wonder if, like, not like, I mean, what's the point of really trying to test the Another only you have right now? Solid observation from you. <laughs> but I, like, at I this made point, me you must be like, "Well, I killed twelve quorum members. What's another body? <laughs> I got up, especially a body. Cylon body. I don't think I don't think Gata cares much for him because because Gata Gata fucking hits hits Adama with the horns. He's like, he was a Cylon. Like I don't care, you know. Oh, he has a moment. And you though. let him he has stay a moment in the XL. Like he screams about him. You letting him stay the XL. Right, right. He has a moment though where he kind of has to like pull himself back together right after he says that, and he says, "I'm sorry to Adama," and then he goes, "But he was a Cylon." Right. And you let him serve. Yep. I don't think he gives a fuck about Ty. I think he's just saying that because of the years of the powerful command presence of Adama still has an effect on Gata, much to yeah. Zarek's chagrin. Uh, and then we get the rebel radio, rebel radio yeah, yeah. from Roslyn. That shit's working, breaking him uh, down. It's good shit. The usurpers. And Leoben fucking helped uh, cut through that, that jam. That's cool, huh? Yeah, that was cool. That little fucking device they had thrown together there. Yep. But I like that the main message she hammers home in that too is also that the Cylons will not harm you. That yeah, they are yeah. hammering home that they're not the enemy. They're not doing this. Correct. Um, Romo and Starbuck have a cool moment. I, li- I <laughs> like Romo grappling with the possibility of this because at the end of the day, you know, it, I, I, I really like to speculate on Romo's position in this because it's so interesting to me because at the end of the day, Romo is going to be there. Assuming the race survives, Romo is going to survive right. no matter what. <laughs> yeah. And he's either going to be surviving with Gade and Zarek at the helm or Adam and Rosalind at the helm. And at that moment, I think he thought maybe Gade and Zarek were still going to win because he was like, I don't need this coming back on me when this is over. <laughs> and then he was right. like, ah, fuck. And he ends up doing the right thing. A huge moment for Romo. And totally, the right thing ends up being the correct thing, you know? And honestly, to the show's credit, I really, I didn't think he was going to go back. I thought he really was going to be like, I'm Me sorry, too. I'm so sorry, and just, and and go. Me too. Like, I really expected that from I, him. I didn't remember, so it was a surprise to me. Yeah, oh, that was good. Meanwhile, Gators starts uh, licking his chops for the execution detail. Hell yeah, he likes setting those up. <laughs> that, that, that poor misguided guy, poor thing. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't think he's licking his chops at it, but he's definitely, Dude, I think he wants it. He I wants look, it over I, with. I'm desperately looking forward to your defense of this man. <laughs> no, I mean, he's a fucking villain and he gets what he gets at the, at the end of this man. Like you dug, you dug your own grave. Gata. He did, he did. It's, it's just there. It's By happening. Zarako is lingering like the emperor. You know, he's such a creep. <laughs> he's, I don't think he can. I think he knows that he can't fully trust Gata now. Y- yes. He's Absolutely. like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be there to make sure you give the orders to if make sure you if, do the thing. Like, <laughs> if there's one thing Zarek knows how to do, it's sniff out somebody unwilling to go on some fucking insane fucking mission with him. You know, <laughs> he's done enough. You're not willing to, to cut throats, huh? Yeah, exactly. We know. But anyway, the execution detail takes Adama down to the hangar deck, and Kelly bounces, has himself a little Captain Miller moment, and then uh, the good guys grab him. And they absorb him into their ranks and they start fucking cutting the power and shit. What do you mean they cut the power? They're animals. Um, and they find out where Adama is. And um, we Hell get this yeah. really interesting looking on Baltar. Yeah. I, I wrote is... it all down because I think this is dialogue worth discussing. Dude, yeah, this is a great scene. He says, I ran again. I disappeared in the nick of time again. I didn't run out of fear. I ran away from those people. God, those people. I have a following Galactica, like a fan club. Publicly, I heeded them. <laughs> Privately, I scorn their provincial intellections, their unfailing willingness to make me feel better. I have to go back. I have to go back. They're my responsibility. I am sorry. I love the idea of this because we've talked about him being trapped by these people he's really disinterested in because probably at the end of the day, they're really intellectually boring. Provincial intellections, he says, which is hilarious. (laughs) And for a guy like like, uh, Gaius, who needs intellectual stimulation and has a very, (laughs) uh, he has a, his tastes vary on a, a the drop of a hat. He's going to grow bored with this stuff and they're not really stimulating him yet. He right. still feels compelled to go back or, or at least say he has to go back. Well, because I mean, this to me in my memory, at least is the first time I've heard uh Gaius talk anything much about feeling responsibility, like feeling like yes, as much as I, you know, maybe even kind of have a disdain for them. <laughs> they are still people who were looking to me for some kind of guidance and some kind of comfort, maybe some kind of leadership even. And he's like, he feels responsible for them and he feels like he abandoned them. It's funny you say that. Yeah. Because he never has a sense of, yeah, you're right. I'm trying to think of when has he ever had a sense of responsibility that bubbled up inside of him that he took action on, right? Because he's been responsible for doing things, but things that have been given to him. And usually, like, like I always think of the Cylon detector. Right. And I mean, he had to to make that to cover for his own ass. Correct. And and lie about its results to cover for his own ass and to get get his own individual, you know, safety. He he became a colonial figurehead at gunpoint. That's not really a responsibility, right? (laughs) Right. Oh, fuck. That's uh, so this is this feels like a very new development for Gaius that yeah. he feels like he needs to go back and be a part of something to help other people, like actually taking taking ownership of it. Yeah, not uh, just thinking about his own bullshit. Adama gets strapped in the chair. The firing squad assembles. Adama spits. I like that. And that's when uh, Rosalind demands a command of the fleet be returned to Adama. She makes her last plea. Um, Five minutes, Gate is a little bit, bit of a queef. Do you know why? Because he's not even there for Adama's <laughs> execution that he orders. <laughs> no, you know he couldn't handle that. He would not want to actually see it. He handled he's still he he who passes judgment shall swing the sword, says House Stark. But not Gata. He's gonna hide in the man's office while he gets shot. Um <laughs> I'm gonna sit around and touch your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. That's oh, equivalent to stuff while he gets gatted. That's that's the equivalent of that fucking rapist touching your face in deliverance, you know? <laughs> like, ew. <laughs> you're being gross right now. Is it? Yeah, it really is. It's gross. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's slightly less gross. Maybe it's just because that's at a distance. I don't know. But it's yeah, it, it is a weirdly like intimate. I mean, again, here's my uh, my little bit of like pity I have for a Gata. For for Gata. It comes from there's, I feel like there are two, and you talked about this at the top of the show that he, and in truth, he's split. Like he doesn't have the conviction of this like singular purpose. Right. He's kind of split. And the part of him, I'm like, I see. Because he knows he's wrong, I think. Right, right. But I, like, if you want to look at like, well, in his mind, if he's, if you sit him down and try to get like, what is your justification for doing this? Why do you think you're doing this? Uh, I mean, I think that part of him that would speak up then would say, because the Cylons are our enemy, they are a threat. 
you know, our leadership has become clouded by that and we can't trust anybody who has been revealed to be a Cylon. It's ridiculous that we're working with them and it's dangerous. And I'm, I'm genuinely concerned about allowing Cylons into this fleet and allowing the base star, like it, it could all be a Cylon manipulation. And maybe they're beaming signals back to the Cylons that they say are their enemies and this is just going to destroy us all. Okay, like fine that you completely distrust everything about the Cylons, even the ones you've served with uh, and who are still serving with you, and you think this is a threat. Okay, but why? Why did all these people have to die? Like, where do you like? What, is that truly enough to start killing your own friends and your yeah, own people? He, he, exactly. It's it's sadly misguided in that your fear of what damage the silence could have done you just did yourself that's a good point you yeah. know what i mean like it's you you were you, fear ruled the day and i'm not saying misplaced fear and i'm not even saying it's totally irrational i think right. your feelings are built in a rational i think they're i think they're sort of i think they've been bubbling in a in a rational soup as it were but i think you overcooked it i think you fucked up and um, right, because I mean, like that whole idea uh, of and now you're pouring hot soup down your family's throat. You need to say, you know, it's <laughs> like I, this. I don't know what this metaphor is, but I'm going to keep going. <laughs> but I mean that that the base of that idea is I have to stop them because they are allowing uh, an existential threat into a into our fleet again, mm-hmm. and that must be stopped. So it's like, yes, that motivation comes from a place of we must stop the threat. But I, I just like yeah, I understand I'm the with fear. you as far as like I understand yeah, the fear. Like the fear part leads to this the justified idea of we must stop the threat. If you if you can only see silence as a threat, then that would make sense. Yeah. And I think that's why he has enough of a following to do this level of damage because a lot of people do feel that way. Yeah, and um, I and I think what you said earlier was was really brilliant. Just the idea of the failure of Earth brings the failure the the attack on the colonies back into focus, and I think that's why people are easily flipped. Um, I think that's I think that's the best observation of the pod, and I think that's what makes it sort of uh, it makes it kind of believable, and and also, yeah. but at the same time, also like hilarious in that you know your fear your fear drove this, your distrust and fear, your emotions drove it. That's why I kept saying emotional, and I think I'm starting to zero in on what I mean by that. Yeah, yeah, no, it's extremely because he doesn't have any logical reasons to try and execute anyone. Right, you know, right. there's no case there. Which is why Zarek was the judge. <laughs> you know, exactly. you know the other part of the coup. That guy, he's the judge, the, the fair, f- balanced judge. <laughs> Temperance, prudence comes to mind when I think of Zarek. Impartial, <laughs> dispassionate. Oh, fuck. <laughs> anyway, the um, the uh, uh, Tai Spring Adama. I love that part, man. So good. Uh, that so shot good. of Ty with a gun on fucking Nacho. <laughs> so oh, I knew that was that comic that was book a, shot. Oh, it's such that a good shot. Solid, solid throbbing Dean Boner moment. I knew it the moment I saw it. The gun on him. Oh, it's so good looking. Oh, and then that moment too where he's like, uh, the lieutenant actually says to Adama, he's like, I'm sorry, sir. I've always respected you, but I hate the Cylons and I can't serve under a leadership who, you know, accepts that. And then yeah. <laughs> Ty just points the gun right back at his face. <laughs> Adama has to be like, oh, well, don't waste him yet. Yeah, it's funny because I, I that statement is a throwaway, but I want to talk about it because I think it I think it really gets down to the heart of the matter, which is you guys have made a decision to serve in the colonial fleet. And sometimes the colonial fleet and the leaders above you that you trust, that you swore to trust, and yes, to uphold whatever the articles of colonialism are, but it's not about your emotions, okay? You hate something, that's your fucking problem. Can you set your hate aside and do your duty? Because this doesn't work if you can't. Right. 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 And that's kind of like what it is at the end of the day, which is why it's hard to rule an emotion. Like, oh, I, I, you hate the silence. Okay, cool. Well, what if you don't like cleaning the deck? Is that sufficient too to not do your duty? So what are you doing in my fucking unit? Like <laughs> you're, you're telling me you have an emotional response. Like I hate this. He literally says, I hate the silence and I won't take orders from a man who won't fight them. There's yeah. no logic there. And I'm not yeah. saying you, I'm not saying he shouldn't hate the silence. I want to make that very clear. Mm-hmm. You should, but you shouldn't say you're not going to do things because of emotion. Because if so, you, you shouldn't be in this fucking outfit. Right. Right. You know what I mean, mean? It, you know, 
I can imagine, you know, if we're going to put it in our world, it's like if you have a, a platoon of guys in World War II and all of a sudden there's there's captured Nazis that they have as prisoners and all right, actually we're going to hand them guns down. They're going to help us. These guys have defected and they want to fight with us. And I could imagine some guys being like, whoa, no, I don't trust them. I don't trust giving them guns. I don't want to do that. Our leadership's fucked. I can understand that. But then I think the big problem here is that you're still not looking at it from a matter of like, well, what are the choices that this particular group of them have made? Um, because that's the big problem too. And I would say this is a problem. And I think, and I think, and, and, and I think you're, I, I think it's harder for, I think that's even harder when it comes to silence or machines, Nazis, you know, we they're, use they're the people. Yeah. And we use the term so ridiculously now that it, it's literally a comic book villain, but like, a German soldier, <laughs> sure, he fought for the Nazis, but he fought for a country that he was like, I guess I'm fighting for my country. I'm not saying that's morally just, but I'm just saying you probably have an easier time def- talking to those guys than you would machines. So I'm almost oh, kind sure. of helping you make your point by saying that. But like, yeah. but yeah, man, it's, you know, was it those Cylons? Are these the Cylons? Were you literally fighting these particular ones? Like there's a lot of that's question thing, marks. Yeah. You know, there's a lot and of question marks here. To be honest, that is something I do see as a little bit of a failing of Adama and Roslyn in not making a better case and just like a better presentation to the fleet for this idea. And like, really, like, I agree with that. They kind of treated it like, oh, these Cylons, they're actually defecting Cylons. They've come aboard and uh, all of you are just going to accept that. Moving on. And like, I'm like, no, you really need to kind of lay that out for a while. Like there need to be. You need to have some briefings. You need to put on space CNN or whatever you got in there. And be like, okay, look, like he, here they are. Here are these Cylons. We're going to let them lay out their, give their reasoning for why they're joining us, what they want to give us. Like really make that case because that is a tough sell. Right. It's and either I, that I, or you, it's, it's that. I totally agree with you. It's that or you make it a clandestine operation. You know, like yeah, you're right. that's completely right. hidden from public view, but you can't have six go speak to the quorum in that fucking V miniseries style. Like we come in peace and then we fucking eat you, you know, <laughs> it's not going to be convincing enough, despite the fact that she's beautiful and probably had the whole room like, what the hell? Look at this lady. <laughs> but you know, it's, um, it's funny. It, it is. Yes. It definitely was a failing there. Um, there's, you know, there's mitigating circumstances like time was of essence. They could probably feel victory. They could, they, girth was in the fucking, their reach. They were making quick decisions and not great decisions. And, and I will, I, I'll definitely give you that. They should have, if you're going to make this public, you have to appeal to the public. If, if right. you, if you want to make it public and then you say, this is the way it is, then yeah, you're going to, people are going to get pissed off at you like Gata. And you still, you really, I feel like the main thing that just didn't get hit on enough is the idea that these are defecting Cylons. Like that is such a rev. I mean, that Correct. for me and you, it was like such a massive revelation of like, to, I didn't even think that was possible back in season one that like Cylons could defect. Like, no, they are like a, a, a Borg like hive mind that all have the same duty and mission. Mm-hmm. Even if they're not having literally the same thoughts, they are all on the same page right. of what they're doing. And the fact like really driving it home for people of like, these ones have chosen against that. They are literally here helping us mm-hmm. at the threat of their own lives. They can't mm-hmm. even resurrect. Like, yeah. that's massive. And that, that really, I mean, like, we didn't talk about that. I'm like, guys, you got you to gotta say that. You got to yeah, really this is, bring that home. This is an opportunity where I think you really lean on Athena to help you with this. For sure. Because, for because here's somebody who puts her neck out on the fucking line for these people. And and I feel like you might have been able to speechify your way into approval on that. Yeah. You know, by talking about her accolades, what she's done, what she's faced, what she's almost lost, the pain she's endured, imprisonment, torture, distrust. And she's still here and she's still doing it, you know. Um, You might have been able to make a case using her as a model. um, (laughs) Pun intended, I guess. But, um, (laughs) you know, but no, I I totally hear you, man. I, I think it wasn't, I don't think the information was, it wasn't a good sell package. It wasn't good politics, I guess is what I'm trying to say. There you go. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, uh, Tyrell begins sabotaging the FTL. Gay doesn't like Zarek's presumptions of being a military leader and a president, right? Mm-hmm. And Zarek's like, oh, by the way, you weren't there. Okay. That's why I did it. Where the fuck were you? You're dicking around in the old man's office, touching his books. <laughs> Touching his books, crying on his desk, licking his fucking letter opener. <laughs> what the fuck I'm you're doing to, in there, Gata? Meanwhile, I'm trying to fucking cut heads off and win the coup. What are you doing? <laughs> Again, Zarek, monster, but clear vision, clear purpose. 
<laughs> a monster with a very spearheading athletic attitude. Monster Let's with just a get this job done. Kill them all. Monster with 2020 vision and all his limbs. Data <laughs> cannot see the same. <laughs> True leader. But anyway, um, Rosalind continues to order the surrender of Galactica. But when she finds out and Dude. she lays down the fucking law. This shit is it's epic. so sick. It's at the top. Uh, it's at the top of the episode if you want to hear it again. But uh dude. Uh, I'm uh, coming and hell's coming with me. Fucking wide herp shit. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so no, no. She's just blowing people over the 12 gauge. <laughs> <laughs> just her face when when he says that, you know, Adama is dead. And yeah. like she is horrified for that moment, but then just fucking lays it down. The I'll be coming with you every weapon I have to my teeth. I yes. will come for you. I wish you would have just said teeth though. Let's that's that's not get too cute with the writing. You don't have to say <laughs> eye teeth for fuck's sake. But um <laughs> dude, the fucking amount of people with Adama when he storms the CIC is amazing. So many guys. So many people were like, oh yeah, this is probably the right call. Now one thing I want to ask you, do you think the dudes on his firing squad are among them? Yes. Yeah. Yep. That's a that's a big one. Yeah, I think that's an interesting position. I think he understands the position they were in. Yeah. You know, they must have. He must have given them a little bit of some of that old Adama speech, that I think old so. rally cry. There had to be. <laughs> like, I, I think, know you're about to shoot me, but no, I think it was once it was once they got. I think Nar- I think the scene between him and Nacho served that purpose. Because I think yeah. the other guys had already capitulated, which they didn't need to show, and then they just showed what Narcho was going to do. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, amazing scene with Rosalind Adama, man. Powerful moment in the show. Powerful coming back onto the where they should have been. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, it's good shit. By the way, gangster fucking shit. That execution, huh? Gata talks dude. about his plans for architecture and drawing and shit, and I'm like, dude, you fucking architect built yourself an elevator to hell. Nice work. <laughs> fucking stairway to heaven. Make draw one of those for me. But um, interesting that he decided to speak with Baltar. Yeah. That had to be yeah. his wish, I'm assuming. And dude, ah, oh, man. Or, or he didn't refuse. It's one of the two. <laughs> right. I mean, honestly, I have the feeling that Baltar came and wanted to talk to him. I think you're right. I, I don't think he requested him. I think Baltar came on down. Yeah. Smoking some final doobies together. Got himself killed because of the prospect of working with Cylons to keep people from being killed who they end up killing, which is a bummer. <laughs> so... Uh, gangster fucking firing squad. That's gangster. Dude. Uh, <laughs> Zarek and him just have that smile. Zarek, I gotta be honest with you. No bribe attempts from blubbery. No, it's true. He's no probably, tears. I'm fucking tired. That was his, <laughs> that, that was like his, his opus. Like if he didn't, that's it. That's your last chance, Zarek. You've been waiting for fucking four seasons. <laughs> to overthrow a government. You finally did it. Yeah, for five seconds. <laughs> even, even if it was for a day and a half, you did it. <laughs> Ah, what a good app, man. Dude, it's so fucking good. Great episode. And I do, I gotta say, man, like I, I still do feel bad for Gato. Misguided Gato. I mean, he was so misguided that he became a fucking villain. I mean, he did it and he, he gets what he gets. It's like, tragic. I, I don't, it's tragic. It is tragic though, that he came so far because uh, uh, if, if there's anything we can say about Gato, it's that the man always did try to do the right thing. I mean, Baltar says as much on the last episode. He's like, I know you're an honorable man. Like you are trying to do the right thing. Even if you can't see past your own nose and see that this is misguided. Yep. This is not the right way to do things. Like he had a good heart in a lot of ways and a lot of tenacity about him. And I mean, fuck, he did amazing. He did really good things. I mean, he, he was very crucial. He was very, very crucial in the fucking, in, in the, uh, in the escape from New Caprica. Yeah. Essential. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. even essential early on when they had to, to fucking network the ship against Adama's orders, you know, he didn't want that. And Gata convinced them that it was the way uh, <laughs> and that he could block, you know, the Cylon hack and in time to do it. Uh, he's done good work, man. He was just compromised. He, he fucked himself. And, you know, you, you, it's like, oh, you, you're working with the Cylons. I'm like, yeah, dude, you were their vice president, weren't you? I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> he, just, he just fell off the deep end, which is sad. Yeah. And I do, man, I, I like this moment like, of you know, Baltar. I'll, 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 I'll fucking smoke a cigarette and I'll do a shot to him after I blow him away. It's fine, like, in his memory. But, like, it's sad that he went down the path he did. But, hey, you fucking lay down with fleas, you get fleas, I guess. I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I do like that Baltar, of all people, is the person to 
to really forgive him. I mean, and not for what he did here, but for what the animosity they had between one another. Yeah, um, for sure. That they that they could resolve that and that he could basically show him, you know, if nothing else, that who a former hero of Gata's, I mean, that's who Baltar really was. Yeah. That his own hero could say to him that I know who you are. I know at heart you are a good man, even if you did bad things and you were wrong. I know you you tried. Like I understand you. Totally. Um ah, it's good, it's a good moment, man, that Baltar would do that for him. Yeah, it's a great moment. <clears throat> it's good shit out of Baltar. And um, another awesome episode. And uh, we're going to continue this push, Matthew. Next week, we're going to be discussing an episode called No Exit, which will be awesome. And um, we continue our march on into the end. And I think we've just decided off air that we're going to be covering every episode with one episode. So we're not going to be combining it into final stuff. So each up, the final three. Each up, we'll get in up. There we from go. From here on out. Baby, baby. Damn. Yep. How many we got yeah, left? I don't, know what, I don't know what this season four hates about. So far, it's all been good shit. Uh, what do we? How many are left? Oh well, this is episode. 14. I'll check. How far does it go? I think nineteen. Um, so we have no exit. Then we have one, two, three, four, five, six more. Whoa, mm. six more! Damn, dude. Crazy. I remember Crazy. we were six in. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Going. Oh shit! This is a lot of TV. Fuck yeah! What a show. Good. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. Um, and uh, yeah, we will. We're going to be a little more on top of the uh, listener comment stuff going forward. So um, I think you're going to see that coming in the next few weeks. And we'll get back to getting some more of your thoughts on all of this, you being the listener. And um, I think we're going to call it here. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you guys very much for tuning in. And we'll catch you next time.